0: Hello and welcome to Dragon Bites, the paediatric podcast aimed at paediatric trainees or anyone interested in child health. I'm Asim, one of the presenters for Dragon Bites and one of the paediatric trainees here in Wales. This week we're going to carry on with our current cardiology series on left to right shunts with Professor Orhan Uzun. He's going to talk to us today about atrial septal defects. Anyway, let's get started.
1: So second, uh, let's move to the um, lower end yes, towards the heart. So we're coming towards the ha- heart. So you can see left to right shunt we started from its origin. Mm-hmm. So we'll build up our foundations. If you don't build your foundation like that, you will forget things. Yeah. Now we're going to move to the uh, heart itself. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the Venus return coming to the right heart.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So Venus return coming outside the heart which already discussed, mm-hmm. arterial-venous malformation. Now we're going to look at the venous return already inside the heart, but they move to um, the right side from the left side mm-hmm. at atrial level. Mm-hmm. So intra-atrial shunts. Um, common one, atrial septal defect.
0: Mm-hmm. Fine. so um, let's start with, with um, atrial septal defects. So f- from what I remember, there are actually quite a few categories of atrial septal defects, aren't there? Um, so so there's, you know, uh, uh, atri- ASD secundum, um, pr- is it primum, the Correct. first one? And then would you also possibly categorize a PFO as an atrial septal defect? PFO, it mm.
1: becomes abnormal beyond three months of life if it fails to close. Mm. When it doesn't close, then it can be called either... Persistent foramen ovale, mm-hmm. or it can be called small SD, or can be a genuine important atrial septal defect. Mm-hmm. But how we describe atrial septal defects, there are four five forms. Mm. You told me only two of them. Yeah. You said primum mm-hmm. and secondum. Do mm-hmm. you think there is also uh, tertiary or tertium? Uh, yeah, I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there is a third form of it, but we, we don't call it, of course, tertium or
0: I don't know what it is called. It's not going to be so it's not tertium and quaternum uh, or no. something like that.
1: what we call it at the top
0: end of mm. the atrial septum.
1: So if you think about atrial septum mm. from the junction of atrioventricular valves, mm-hmm. mitral and tricuspid mm-hmm. valves, if the lower portion of the atrial septum is missing, we call that primum mm-hmm. atrial septal defect. Sure if the middle portion where the fossa ovale is expected mm. is missing we call that secundum atrial septal defect mm-hmm. secundum in secundum atrial septal defect you need to remember there is an edge at the bottom
2: mm-hmm.
1: and there is also an edge above mm-hmm. so the foramen ovale or secundum atrial occurs between the two edges of the atrial septum mm-hmm. right in the middle and the third portion of the atrial septum, top portion, where the superior cava and pulmonary veins enter. Mm-hmm. And if that section is missing, we call that sinus venosus est.
2: Mm-hmm. Have you
1: heard of that? No, I haven't heard of that. Okay. That's called sinus venosus. It's very rare, exceedingly mm-hmm. rare, it's not uncommon to be overlooked and missed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And those sinus venos is usually detected later in life, mm-hmm. sometimes as late as teenage years, because they don't come into medical attention. Mm-hmm. so easily. And also, it's difficult to detect with ultrasound. Mm-hmm. So, sometime, sinus venosus AST can also exist where the inferior vena cava enters mm-hmm. to the right atrium. Right. So, you either consider it as the fourth one, or within sinus venosus, you separate them into two. Okay. So, superior sinus venosus, inferior sinus venosus. Right. So, inferior, close to inferior vena cava, the superior one, close to superior vena cava the only differentiating point between the two, if it is the usual sinus venous ASD, close to superior vena cava, it is associated by default partial anomalous pulmonary venous return Mm
2: -hmm.
1: of one of the right pulmonary veins drain into superior vena cava. Mm -hmm. But in the inferior vena cava type sinus venous ASD, there is no such performance. Okay. So that's the differentiating point. There is a Fourth type, atrial septal defect, perhaps. Um, you may or may not call it atrial septal defect, but it's the coronary sinus defect, or what is it called, fenestrated, unroofed coronary sinus. Mm-hmm. Coronary sinus is a structure collects coronary flow and brings it to the right atrium.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it opens like a little tube, just above the tricuspid valve mm-hmm. one to two millimeter orifice but this is also an extra cardiac structure it comes outside of the heart behind the left atrium inserts into the right atrium and drains into the right atrium mm-hmm. if the wall between the coronary sinus and the left atrium is deficient either continuously or with little fenestrations this is called this is called unroofed or fenestrated coronal sinus. Wow so unroofed coronal sinus also can cause
0: atrial shine. So the, those last two I've never heard of them. Very that's rare. really interesting.
1: I think we've seen last 20 years since I've been here unroofed coronal sinus in three or four cases mm-hmm. extremely rare and in fear of cava type I have never seen mm. so you can imagine how rare it is. Sinus for I've seen about half a dozen. Hmm. That's also not very common. Most common one is, uh, no doubt, is the second ASD, mm-hmm. and the second common one is prime ASD in isolation. Mm-hmm. But if you take prime ASD in the context of a septal defect, that is more common than secundum ASD, but less common than foramen ovale. Okay. And the Right to left shunt can also occur with other pathologies such as coronary artery fistula mm. because coronary arteries sometimes may drain instead of into coronary sinus they might have large opening into the right atrium. Right. That also causes left to right shunt. So you need to be careful if there is no defect in the primum septum, secundum septum or sinus venosus septum mm. or uh, in the inferior vena cava section. And you're going to look at either coronal sinus, mm-hmm. or you're going to look at additional flow into right atrium.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Coming from pulmonary veins, could be abnormal pulmonary venous return. Yeah. Could be coronary artery fistula. Could be an additional vein coming into the right atrium. Or wow. Atrium. So those are the extremely rare. Wow. So what, in, what is interesting to you, more relevant to you, prime ASD, secondum ASD, sinus venous ASD. Yeah, that's what you need to remember. Yeah. One of the questions was PFO mm. and small ASD. People get confused how it, how we can discriminate the two. Mm. Do you know what percentage of children and adults have pro patent foramen ovale without causing any
0: problem? I'm. Um, I feel like, from what I can recall, I think the percentage is actually quite high. Was it something like 20%? Absolutely. Mm. Uh, spot
1: on. But you impressed me so much this morning. <laughs> one in five. One in five. One in five one in five. Um, adults and children would have probe patent foramen ovale. Mm. And foramen ovale can vary from a millimeter to up to 4.9 millimeters. Mm. So less than five millimeters, we call it Amon ovale if it does not cause two things. Heart enlargement,
2: mm-hmm.
1: second mama. If it is more than five millimeter, then between five millimeter and one centimeter, we call it small ASD, mm-hmm. small ASD. and how we it whether it is significant or not, um, if the communication, secundum ASD is causing right heart dilatation, ECG changes, and also auscultation changes, along with murmur, then you call it significant.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: If the ASD is over one centimeter, usually they require treatment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Small ones also might require treatment. Depends on, of course, whether the amount of shunt is quite significant or not. Sometimes. ASDs may require treatment early on sometime later on we'll elaborate
0: on that mm-hmm. later in the discussion how would any of these ASDs typically present
1: do you expect these patients yourself let me just um, direct that question to you do you expect <laughs> them to present
0: with um, florid heart failure no i don't i wouldn't ex- expect so because Spot on. yeah i'm um, most, from what I understand, most ASDs just tend to be incidental findings without any significant cardiac impact anyway. Okay. Um, and then I don't think I've ever come across a case of ASD with associated with heart failure. But of course, my experience with this is relatively minimal.
1: You're absolutely right. Exceptional cases, mm-hmm. I must say, the patients who presented early on tend to have additional problems, prematurity or lung pathology, um, or elevated um, pre-existing pulmonary disease, elevated pulmonary artery pressure, pulmonary vascular disease, mm. or else. And those patients tend to have sometimes heart failure, mm. but it's exceedingly rare, exceedingly the rare. And the majority of these patients would remain asymptomatic. In fact, we leave them alone until they reach four or five years of age. Mm. And then you, we do treat them when they're a bit older. Either we'll discuss all those things, but you're right. Um, symptoms are completely um, incidental, um, relies on incidental findings. Mm. And those findings um, may come um, about when you listen to a patient's heart. When you palpate the pulses, these patients mm. don't have high volume peripheral mm. pulses unless they develop left-sided failure for, um exceptional reasons Mm. on examination when you palpate the chest you would feel the right ventricle being a bit dominant because right ventricle would dilate Mm. and pulmonary flow would be increased and auscultation probably would give you the most reliable suspicion
2: Mm.
1: and what could that be you reckon systolic mama coming from atrial septal defect no absolutely no no. yes (laughs) The one thing um, Mm. I would dread to hear from you, Mm. yes, atrial septal defect causes murmur Mm. as the blood flows through the atrium. Mm. No, because a murmur to be generated, you must have good amount of pressure drop between the two chambers.
0: Mm.
1: What is the pressure in the left atrium? Six, seven, Mm. eight maximum? In a child? Yeah. What is the pressure in the right atrium? I'm assuming something very similar. Four, five? Yeah. Six. So only a one to two millimetre or three millimetre mercury of pressure drop. Yeah. So human ears cannot hear that unless mm. we've got bat ears and, <laughs> and uh, incredible uh, sensitivity. Mm. So the murmur arising from secundum stage is not due to the shuns across the atrial septum.
0: Mm. What
1: it is due to that?
0: Oh, that is a good question. I, I
1: really don't know. You do? Follow the sequence. Blood goes through the tricuspid valve, but the murmur would come after the tricuspid valve as the blood goes through the semilinear valve Mm. of pulmonary Mm. artery. Okay. So because pulmonary artery has a valve and as the blood flows through the pulmonary valve in normal circulation, does not cause any turbulence or resistance or vibrations. Mm -hmm. But if you are pushing one and a half times or twice the size of volume through the same size orifice, you would have more resistance, more turbulence, more vibrations across the valve. Mm -hmm. So the murmur in ASD is due to increased flow across the pulmonary valve.
0: Wow. Okay. I w- if you hadn't explained it to me, I would never have guessed that that would be the case.
1: But you knew that it was not coming from <coughs> the actual septum. Yeah. But you yeah. didn't know uh, what yeah. it was due to. Interesting. And do you expect any other additional sounds in, uh, in addition to what we call the murmur flow murmur? Mm-hmm. And it is diamond shaped, crescendo, decrescendo, um, or systolic ejection murmur mm-hmm. quality? Do you hear? Any additional sound? Would you hear
0: a split second heart sound then?
1: Wonderful. The second heart sound Mm. remains split. Aortic closure and pulmonary closure remain widely split from each other. Mm. So splitting of the second heart sound is the hallmark of this condition. Wow, okay, very well explained. Well, what we call it, um, fixed splitting of the second heart sound. Fixed splitting of the second heart sound. Wonderful, wonderful. If patient developed pulmonary hypertension, Mm-hmm. Then second heart sound might be louder. Okay, and that's the only thing. If there is no pulmonary tension then you wouldn't expect second heart sound right to be loud. Okay, that's excellent, brilliant. I hope the audience will take this message and will keep it forever.
0: Yeah,
1: one <laughs> of the things to take forever. And to take now we're going to move on to uh, perhaps investigation. Mm. What would you do? So start with ABC. ABC is, as you know, in cardiology, in cardiac patients. Um, chest x-ray ECG that's what you can Mm -hmm. do an echocardiogram a Mm -hmm. pediatrician uh, this is our aspiration in the (laughs) future yeah to do three things to Mm -hmm. look at the function Mm -hmm. to look at the size of chambers to exclude Mm effusion three things you can do call cardiologists but before you call you need to look at the chest Mm x-ray can you tell me one thing then
0: I will perhaps add
1: two more things
0: okay so I suppose would we be expecting some sort of Uh, right atrial enlargement perfect Mm. it shouldn't be more than two Two fingers (laughs) depending on how big your fingers are
1: (laughs) but certainly no more than two fingers if it is more than one finger be suspicious Mm -hmm. and what else Um, now it is my turn the pulmonary corners um, above the atrial appendage Mm -hmm. would be bulging into the left lung field Mm -hmm. so you look at the pulmonary corners and pulmonary artery would be large. Mm-hmm. That's the second finding you will see in the um, left to right shunt at atrial level. Mm-hmm. And you would not see plethora in these patients, like in VSD cases or PDA cases. Mm-hmm. heart would be enlarged, but mainly the right heart. If it is loading, it is not um, hypertrophy, it's not pressure-loaded heart, therefore the apex would not be upturned. Mm-hmm. like we see in Tetralogy of Fallot, Yeah. So just heart would be enlarged to the right at the atrial level, and the lateral wall of the ventricle. Mm-hmm. But the apex would be staying in the same spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, occasionally in these patients, you might have um, X-ray findings relating to additional pathologies, um, other than secundum ASD. And if that is due to coronary pathology or you can have secondary ASD with um, TAPVD. You can have secondary ASD with other lesions like um, tetralogy of fallow, coarctation, aortic stenosis. So additional le- lesions might give you confusing findings of plethora,
2: mm-hmm.
1: confusing findings of um, fluid in the fissure. But solely, ASD would just give you a little dilated heart and dilated pulmonary compus. Okay. So two things in that. But always, What I say, do not ignore the other things, just look at the, um look at everywhere. Sure. So once you, once you find large heart, don't say that's it, I found the supported finding. Mm. Look at the ribs, look at the lung fields and look at everywhere. Okay. Then you move to ECG. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, again, would this just show sort of mm. like right-sided enlargement again? Excellent, yes. Mm-hmm. What are
1: the signs of last right started enlargement? Let's go through mm-hmm. um, first. P waves become peaked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, peaked P waves yep. on the ECG. Um, in terms of width, it should be more than two small square. Mm-hmm. In terms of height, it would be in children more than two, two and a half small square. Okay. In infants, perhaps two. In bigger children, two and a half. In adults, more than three. It's called right atrial enlargement, so peaked. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and the um, second finding would be related to transit time of sinus impulse, mm-hmm. PR interval. Mm-hmm.
0: Would you agree? Yeah, because that that would be the t- because you've got a larger right atrium, so would, the transit time would be longer, wouldn't it, for the signal to travel across the atrium? Because sinus signal travels through the
1: atrium
2: mm-hmm.
1: from muscle to muscle connection. We call that syncytial pattern, Mm -hmm. syncytial pattern. So there isn't a cable or bundle branches like in the ventricles. Mm -hmm. So that's the differentiating point between atrium and ventricle. Mm -hmm. So PR interval prolongation is a reflection of enlarged right atrium, remember. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, the the part of it is in the AV node, remember. PR PR interval is not just the transit from sinus node to ventricle, Mm -hmm. but also um, through the AV Mm node. And we need to remember that. How about the QRS-stration?
0: Uh, if we're looking at the QRS, so that would be um, how, how the ventricles, uh, uh, the signals across the ventricle. So I suppose, would it depend upon whether the right ventricle at this stage has been affected? So if we've got right ventricular enlargements, we might get a wider QRS complex at this stage. Yeah, um,
1: and would you call this true right bundle branch block? Is there a damage to the right bundle? I, d- well, I don't think so, no. What it is due to that? It's
0: because of the enlargement of the exactly. right ventricle.
1: Exactly, Exact scenario. Mm. And in those patients, in fact, after closure of ASD, mm. right bundle branch block disappear most often. Oh, right there, yeah. And in some cases, it might take a longer period of time for the right bundle branch block to disappear. But well, we call it right bundle branch block pattern. Mm. RSR pattern, right bundle branch block pattern, that mm. it does not reflect true right bundle branch block and the qrs duration is not as long as in true right bundle branch block patients. right yeah so That's what would we what
0: point. would we be thinking of
1: in terms of qrs duration now the qrs duration should be less than 8 to 5 millisecond in children mm-hmm. okay remember in, in infants and the children anything over 8 to 5 is abnormal mm-hmm. so in these children it's definitely less than um, majority of the time ASD in small children so less than 90 milliseconds. Mm-hmm. So you would uh, in an infant QRS reaches about 60 milliseconds. Mm-hmm. No more than that. And bigger children 70-75 if anything is over 80 between 80 and 90 we should be suspicious. Right. Also if the QRS is fragmented so you have RSR pattern in V1 that should be highly suspicious. Mm-hmm. And the third um, thing you need to look at the QRS is called Crochet, in French, or um, croquetage finding. Right. Uh, I don't think you... It definitely isn't across ringing a By bell the look of you? Them. No, no, not at um, So this is new, new thing with cardiologists um, hide to ourselves, but I don't hide anything. <laughs> I'll pass it to you. You look at the inferior leads. Mm-hmm. Lead 3 and AVF are the inferior leads. Mm-hmm. So when you look at those, if you see notch on the QRS complex, mm-hmm. So if patient doesn't have LSSR palin mm. a QRS complex is not dilated. So they're not 80 milliseconds, they're not 85 milliseconds. It's not abnormally dilated, but it's not upper end of normal. Yeah. Then you look at the inferior leads. If they are notched, mm. yeah? Yeah. Tip of it notch, And the it's yeah. called um, croquetage. Yeah. A um, crochet finding. And it um, suggests? Suggests, supports the... Um, uh a driven support the atrial septal effect. wow so that's a an experimental study it's been published and i think you should remember that and mm. uh, it will make you look very smart <laughs> if <Nothing. laughs> you tell the cardiologist that the r waves are notched in lead three and avf mm. they'll be impressed impressed and there is split second heart sound yeah. everybody even yourself would be impressed with this. <laughs> So that's that's the ECG finding. How about the T waves and ST segment? Because we go in sequence, Mm. you know, uh, segmental and sequential analysis. Mm. T waves would be altered or ST segment? Um, I'm not entirely sure they would be. T waves, remember, ST segment Mm. T waves are very sensitive to volume loading, pressure loading, Mm. and ischemia. Okay. So hence they would be affected. So volume loading of the heart can give itself as. Deeply inverted T waves, Mm -hmm. or peak T waves, depending on the age. Right. Depending on the lead you're looking at. Mm -hmm. So you you need to look at if the P waves are peaked too deep or too peaked, then you must be suspicious of that. Mm -hmm. Large, prominent T waves or slight ST segment sagging. Um, Not horizontal, but rather um, perhaps smooth and circular and And would that suggest some -hmm. volume loading with deep T waves.
0: And would that be more prominent in in certain leads than others? Right-sided
1: leads mainly Mm. of course in children because we know those ones are negative must be negative in children Mm. beyond first week. Mm -hmm. If the negative T waves become prominent deep quite obvious Mm -hmm. and ST segment virtually disappears just merges with the T waves then it indicates volume loading is quite significant. Mm -hmm. If the T waves are not negative and positive in children, say between one and three years of age, in V1, V2, V3, and there is an ASD, what would you be concerned of? Mm. So you would think of significant RVH yeah. as well as volume loading. So pulmonary hypertension? Excellent. Mm. So light ventricular and pulmonary hypertension mm. should be excluded in those patients and should be one of the concern right. that we should exclude. Excellent, excellent, brilliant. Um, so we did the C G analysis, mm-hmm. then we will go on to the echocardiogram. Mm-hmm. echocardiogram will show the position of the ASD, and the, according to the position, we'll decide whether it is primum, secundum, or sinus venosus ASD, mm-hmm. or inferior sinus venosus, or this is something else, rare entity Yeah. Once the diagnosis is established, we will decide how to treat this mm. and how to manage this child. First of all, it would be exceptional for ASDs to present acutely, mm. and therefore you must look for reasons: mm. anemia, arteriovenous malformations, mm. vein of galen. You need to look at all those things. You need to look at unroofed corner sinus, yeah, and you need to look at TAPVD with obstructions. So all these must be excluded, mm-hmm. or patient might have cystic fibrosis or lung pathology, an additional volume yeah. may not be good for these patients. And those patients require earlier treatment, either device or surgical closure. Mm-hmm. Initially, you can put them on diuretics, but right-sided heart failure, you mustn't reduce the volume too much. You must be careful. So the judicious use once a day, half a milligram per kilogram, prismite and spinal lactone, mm-hmm. orally once or twice a day, and the follow the patient. And Try to grow a patient up to 18 kilogram if possible. Mm -hmm. If patient is over 18 kilogram, you can do device closure. Some individuals may attempt in smaller children, but the manufacturer does not recommend, unless any product appears Mm. and it's not metal, can be used in even small children with small caliber tubes Mm. passed through the veins, then Perhaps we can do that in younger children. Mm-hmm. But we do 10 to 8 until they hit 18 kilograms right. to close it interventionally. Or you can do surgery, of course. Surgical closures. Some centers are tempted through thoracoscopy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Britain, none of the centers doing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just as an information I'm giving to you, if you read and come across, it's known. And that is the way to go in the future. It mm-hmm. will happen. And I'm going to work on it. Okay. And I'd like to see you guys working on it that's that's the point of teaching you yeah so please please concentrate on the management of asd
0: so we got so um device closure closure would be uh, the mainstay of management by the sounds of it so you long hope, as we're at a good weight you hope if yeah. the size of asd and the position
1: of asd is suitable mm. we do not attempt device closure in sinus minerals asd mm. in britain as yet But there are reports elsewhere in the world sinus venous ASD is also attempted. Mm. But the device closure generally is used for secundum ASD with good edges and rims on either side of the defect Mm. to anchor the device and sandwich the hole between the two sections, Mm. two wings. Sinus venous ASD, as I said, surgery, because it also requires redirection of pulmonary vein. Mm. And primary MST definitely requires surgery because you need to repair the inlet valves too. Mm -hmm. So on the second MST is amenable to device closure as it currently stands in this country. Mm -hmm. But in the future, this may change. Um, And surgery involves lateral thoracotomy in these patients, Mm -hmm. sometimes frontal, and depends on the surgeon. Mm -hmm. Some people attempt lateral in female individuals, but majority of the time it goes from the front.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and do you do patch closure? Mm-hmm. Either use pericardial patch or dacron patch to repair these ASDs. In the secundum section, in the sinus venosus section, you need to redirect the pulmonary vein to the left atrium, mm-hmm. as well as closing the ASD. Yeah. In the Primary section, You close the primary, but also repair the inlet valves, because primary ninety over ninety percent of the time associated with cleft with a cleft in the mitral valve. Right. Cleft means the anterior mitral valve has a gap. Yeah. In the middle, somewhere in the middle, so that needs repairing. As far as the Surgery is concerned, as I said to you, it's done under bypass. And uh, in the future, as I mentioned to you, thoracoscopic procedures are being tried, tested in other centers, but it's not being used in the UK. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you guys, new generation, will accomplish that. I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be. So I hope you summarized atrial septal defects in terms of treatment. But this is the acute and chronic treatment. But when do we do it? Mm -hmm. I mentioned about the intervention 18 months mm-hmm. sorry 18, 18 kilograms, kilograms Yeah, rather the surgery we do tend to wait until they reach um, four years of age mm-hmm. or about um, to, um, 14 15 kilogram the reason we do it before school age not because we're worried but they do forget right and it, it doesn't become a traumatic but if they reach sort of 10 years 12 years of age it becomes traumatic and remember that experience mm. Some people deliberately delay it. They don't want to have operation. So we may delay up until 12. If the ASD surgical closure in significant cases delayed beyond 12, 14 years of age, then the changes in the right atrial size and ventricle and on ECG become irreversible. Mm -hmm. Danger of delaying it beyond, in fact, 14, 15, are one, congestive heart failure, two, dilated heart, therefore poor, poorly the contracting ventricle. Three, arrhythmias. Mm-hmm. In fact, those patients who were not picked in childhood or were not treated in childhood and detected in adulthood in th- uh, 30s or 20s, they come with um, congestive heart failure and atrial fibrillation. Right. Arrhythmias. So maybe arrhythmia, first sign, or maybe congestive heart failure, or maybe just exercise intolerance mm-hmm. in their 30s and 40s so anything else um, for us to summarize perhaps three things to have yeah well, what i would like you to remember mm-hmm. to say never say um the murmur you hear in asd is due to atrial septal defect flow across the atrial septal defect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will not forget that in the rest of your life sure okay that's the one thing and the second thing I, i'd like you to remember um the secundum ASD or in atrial level does not cause uh, naturally congestive heart failure mm-hmm. in young age, in, in childhood. Such thing happens later in life or such thing happens outside the secundum ASD with additional lesions. Mm-hmm. That's what you would like, you need to remember. And they need to be treated in childhood if they are big enough and causing heart dilatation and beyond if you delay it beyond 14 years, the changes become obvious and we do. they should be treated around four or five years of age to prevent um, long-lasting after effect and side-effects on the psychology and development
0: of the child. Excellent. Right. Thank you again, uh, Professor Ozen. That's been an excellent um, seminar on ASD. We put our hearts and minds into this yeah. and I hope
1: that the listeners will enjoy. Yeah. And we would appreciate the feedback, won't we? Yeah. And if... They would like to add something we've missed we would like to hear from them so we can put more emphasis on those yeah absolutely but i hope they will enjoy it me too and we would like to tell them that the next talk on left to right shunts will be about VSDs, mm-hmm. intraventricular shunt um pda and ap window mm-hmm. and it will be even more catchy
0: more exciting more exciting (laughs) with more jokes in it excellent right thank you very much professor you're You're welcome uh we're good dressed and i just wanted to say thank you again to professor orhan uzun as he mentioned at the end of that podcast join us again next week for an episode on ventricular septal defects that's all for this week thank you for listening to dragon bites